0: Great is the faithfulness of the Lord. Praise God. Lifting of our hands, shall we give thanks to the Lord. For great has been His faithfulness towards us. Hallelujah, hallelujah. As we remain standing, shall we look to God's Word. This morning, we're going to look into Psalm 125, verse 3. A familiar psalm. No sangirtanam doth vakyam the the Amen. The scepter of the wicked shall not rest on the inheritance of the righteous, lest the righteous reach out their hands to iniquity. My Father, we thank you and we praise you this morning. We thank you for your word. We pray that you will speak into our lives. Minister life into us, Father. Release your grace and anointing in this place that will make the proclamation of God's word effective. Every resistance to the preaching of God's word, every critical spirit, we bind you in the name of Jesus. We take victory in the house. In Jesus' name, for your glory. Amen. Please be seated. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The scepter of the wicked shall not rest on the allotment or the inheritance of the righteous, lest the righteous reach out their hands to iniquity. Praise the Lord. The psalmist here opens the psalm by talking about the situation of those who trust in the Lord. He says, those who trust in the Lord, they are like Mount Zion, who cannot be shaken, but endures forever. Praise the Lord. In order to portray the picture of a man who trusts in the Lord. He uses the language what is seen over there. Borrowing from the nature he says it's like Mount Zion which cannot be shaken. It will stand forever. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Mount Zion is used sometimes as a figure of speech for the city of Jerusalem itself. Here the psalmist It signifies its its strength and stability as a fortress that can stand against any assault that can come against it. And as we read the Old Testament, we can understand that before David conquered Mount Zion, Mount Zion, the people and the inhabitants who lived there, They were so proud because the Mount Zion was so strategically located that it was an impregnable fortress that nobody could challenge. Even as David challenges this, the inhabitants of this particular city looks down upon David and says, even the lame and the blind can ward you off. In other words, as David was climbing to conquer this particular city, which was impregnable in the hands of the heathen nation, they challenged David, the anointed one, by saying, Listen, the weakest among us, the lame and the blind, when they are stationed in their places, they can ward any attack. So sure was the was the strength of the city for the heathens. But David captured the city, and it was known as the city of David. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The psalmist is saying that the man of faith who trusts in God is like Mount Zion, which cannot be shaken. In other words, he's saying his life is built on the solid rock and Jesus talked about that in Matthew chapter 7 he said the man whose house was built on the rock the rains came down the floods went up the winds hit the house but the house stood because it was built on the solid rock hallelujah praise God trusting in God does not make one immune to the challenges to the assault of the enemies. No one should ever think that those who trust in the Lord, they are free of issues and challenges that comes about in their lives. But the word of God teaches that when the fire or when the assault of the enemy comes from above, comes from beneath, Comes from all around. They can still stand because they are built on the solid rock, which is the Word of God. Praise God. As we come to the second words, the psalmist is using. He's using the settings, he's saying, looking at the topography of Mount Zion, he's saying, this is what he says, as the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people both now and forevermore. What is the secret of the strength? What is the secret of the stability? What is the secret of this particular city that stands as an impregnable? It is only because the Lord God surrounds it. Just like the mountain surrounds. Again, using the picture from the nature, it says, just like the mountains surround the city, which gives it a natural defense from the assault of the enemy, so the Lord surrounds His people. Folks, we are kept. We are preserved. We are sustained only because the Lord is a wall of fire around us. Praise God. Oh, the psalmist says he's a shield round about us. He's a lifter up of our head. After saying this, now the psalmist he pronounces this promise, he's saying that the scepter of the wicked shall not rest on the inheritance of the righteous. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. See, when we understand the importance of scepter, that's when we will understand what the word means when it says the rod of the wicked or the scepter of the wicked using the bible itself we can understand that the rulers they had the scepter which was an emblem and sign of power and authority that they had and the authority that they had and the power that they had they would exercise those powers in such a way that they could do good for people and at the same time they were in position to harm the people. As we read from Esther weeks ago, we understood that when the king stretched forth the scepter towards anyone who was an uninvited guest into his courtroom, that means life. And when the king thought that he was going to withhold that scepter from an uninvited guest, Regardless of their status or position, that simply equated to death. That shows us the emblem of power and it symbolizes the power that stood behind a rod, a staff, or a scepter of a king. Whether it was ornamented or not. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The Bible says the scepter shall not depart from Judah nor a lawgiver from between his feet till Shiloh comes. Praise God. We know that this is a prophetic word and this shall we move on. The scepter of the wicked shall not rest, praise God, on the inheritance of the righteous. Folks, we need to know two things this morning. Number one, there is a scepter of wicked that wants to put that authority, that power upon our allotments, upon our lots, upon our potions, upon our inheritance, upon our birthrights, upon our blessings, upon our goodness, upon everything that God wants to send our way. In fact, the scope of this particular word is such that it transcends uh, from the physical to the material to the spiritual to the emotional to the relational to the financial to the generational and it even can impact uh, our eternity praise the lord hallelujah praise god you know we have an enemy that is constantly plotting, planning, devising schemes against each and every one of the children of God. We cannot be people who are unaware of the fact that as much as we are God's children who are kept And sustained uh, and preserved uh, by the power of God. There is a force uh, that actively engages and moves uh, against uh, the well being of the children of God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. From the beginning, that is what the enemy has always tried to do try to deprive, try to steal try to snatch what rightfully belongs to God's people starting from Eden whether it was through a direct attack or an indirect attack or through schemes and devices that the enemy employs he wants to put the rod of The rod of wicked. He wants to put on your and my inheritance. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. There are so many verses in the Bible that shows that the enemy, the wicked, has put the rod or the scepter of the wicked was being placed or he attempts to place it upon the inheritance of the righteous, praise the Lord, hallelujah, the Bible's promises will not rest, what does it say? Will not rest, implies that there is an attempt from the enemy to place it upon our inheritance, but the promises, it will not rest, Turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor, 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 it will not rest. What will not rest? We are not talking about you and I not resting. We are saying that the scepter of the wicked shall not rest on the inheritance of the righteous. Praise God. Numbers 23, 23 says like this, and I read it from the MSG version, from the message version, so that my young counterparts can understand it very well. No magic spell can bind Jacob. No incantations can hold back Israel. People will look at Jacob and Israel and say, what great thing has God done? Meaning, when the enemy attempted to take over when the enemy attempted to place his authority his his power upon what rightfully belonged to you praise God the Bible says God interweaves on behalf of the righteous to the extent that the people will say what would they say they will say what great things God has done Every time you were delivered, every time you escaped the snares of the enemy, every time the booby traps were foiled, every time the wicked counsels were foiled, praise be to God, people around you looked at you, heard your testimonies, and they said, what great things has God done? Praise God. Hallelujah. Folks, our God is in the business of doing great things for those who are His children. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Divination will not affect Israel. That's what another version says. So the question is, of course, who is an Israelite. Who is an Israelite, man? Who is an Israelite? Is Hallelujah. Yes, who is an Israelite? Huh? Who is an Israelite? This is how Jesus put it. Praise God. Jesus looked at Nathaniel and said, behold an Israelite. In him there is no God. Praise God. A true Israelite exhibits the quality, the character, the nature of a true and a living God. A true Israelite, he emulates the nature of a righteous God. Hallelujah. So it is true, the true Israelites, they are exempt. They are immune by the powers of Darkness. So we need to understand that Jesus, in his ministry, he did not. simply gave out commendations. Commendations did not come in hundreds and thousands. When Jesus gave a commendation, there was a reason for it. Jesus was not trying to win the popularity vote. Jesus was not trying to become popular in the nation. When Jesus commended a person for anything, there was substance behind it. When he told Nathaniel, behold, a true Israelite, there was a character that backed up his life. When Jesus called the woman, the Syrophoenician woman, as a woman who had faith, Jesus just not simply just gave out the commendation. He did not give it to the centurion. He did not give it to anybody simply. But every time when he saw something unique and special, he called them out. Why did he call them out? Not to embarrass them. He called them out so that they can become a true exhibition of what Christ wanted to teach God's people. So there is nothing in the name. Praise God. Being known as an Israelite did not simply amount to anything in the sight of God. What constitutes an Israelite is the one who has a true experience of being an Israelite. You know, the Lord Jesus looked at the church in Sardis and he said, Sardis You have a name that you are alive, but you are actually dead. Praise God. There is a name, but there was no experience that went with the church in Sardis. Name can deceive the world and the worldly, but name cannot deceive God and the godly. Neither does it deceive the forces of darkness. Praise God. Anybody remember any good example? That name cannot deceive the forces of darkness. Mm. Anybody? Nobody? (laughs) Jesus I know. Paul I know. Who in the world are? Praise God. So name cannot deceive who? Cannot deceive God does not deceive the forces of darkness either. Praise God. We ought not to be ever content with the name, but strive for that experience. We cannot settle for the name of one being righteous, but trusting in his grace, we become number one righteous because he is righteous. Positionally, we have become righteous. Those who are positionally become righteous are expected to employ righteousness in their practical life. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus was righteous. Jesus was righteous, yes? Was Jesus righteous? Was Jesus righteous because he was Jesus? Yes? Yes? At the same time, when you write, read what Peter writes in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 22 onwards, what does it say? Huh? What does it say? What did he say? Shows how Christ manifested himself, and not an error was found in him. Listen, praise God. Jesus was righteous, but the enemy tried to place the scepter upon Christ. Yes or no? Hey, listen, 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 listen. Christ, there is no one as righteous as Christ. But the enemy tried to put the scepter upon him. Praise God. But this morning, we want to give thanks to the Lord even though the enemy attempted it did not stay upon him death could not hold him grave could not hold him Hades could not keep him the Roman government could not hold him the Jewish religion could not hold him the Jewish soldiers could not hold him the Jewish religious leaders could not hold him praise God all oh, the Roman soldiers could not hold him, defying every powers. He was resurrected on the third day. He is the righteous one. Praise God. Hallelujah. Getting into business, folks. Hallelujah. The staff or the rod of the wicked shall not rest on the inheritance of the righteous. If that's the case, what is the inheritance of the righteous? What is the inheritance of the righteous? Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes, whatever is rightfully ours, blessings from heaven, blessings that come from the earth, uh, spiritual, material, physical, financial, emotional, relational, generational, they all are the blessings or the inheritance uh, that are allotted to the children of God. What is our inheritance? This is what the psalmist says in Psalm 16, verse 5 and 6. The Lord is the portion of my inheritance and of my cup. Thou maintainest my lot. The boundary lines have fallen in pleasant places for us. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So number one, folks, what is our inheritance? Come on, church. What is our inheritance? The Lord. Praise the Lord. The Lord. Hallelujah. Yes. Lord, you have me my potion and my cup. And you have made my lot secure. Says one translation. The other translation says, the Lord maintains your lot. Hey, we all have a lot, right? Hmm? We all have an allotment. But no matter what our allotments are, we are expected to maintain them, right? Here, what God has given, praise God. The Bible says, he maintains it. Praise God. When the forces of darkness are too powerful for you to handle it. I want to tell you this morning. He not only assigns a portion to you. But he maintains or he secures the portion that has been given to you. Right. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. The Lord is the portion of my inheritance and of my cup. Think about it, folks. Hallelujah. Praise God. Once God had a chat with Abraham and told him, you know what? Abraham, do not be afraid, for I am your shield, and I am your exceedingly great reward. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is not only our portion. Hallelujah. Yes, he is our exceedingly great reward. I will come to this in the latter part of the second part series that we will have. Because this will take some time to explain. Natural questions will come up and we will explain that. Praise God. But let me move on. What are some of the other inheritance that the Lord has given us? The psalmist says... Psalm 127.3 Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. The fruit of what? The fruit of the womb is a reward from the Lord. Children are a heritage from the Lord. Children are not hindrance. They are heritage. Children are not burdens. Children are blessings. Children are not nuisance. No, they are a blessing, a heritage, an inheritance that the Lord gives you and me. Praise God for that. Praise the Lord, but sad to say, many of the righteous children have the scepter of wicked placed upon them. Praise God. When we look around this country, we see it is one of the biggest issue in the spiritual circles among the believing community, as you see more and more onslaught and assault that comes against the family, trying to divide family, trying to devour family, trying to make the families dysfunctional, trying to attack on the heritage that the Lord has given us children who are in heritage from the Lord. Praise God, there are certain blessings that the Lord has granted to his children to experience in their lives. They are the heavenly spiritual blessings that the enemy tries to block those blessings by putting his rod upon it. There are material blessings that God wants his people to experience and enjoy in their lives. The enemy tries to thwart them as well. Folks, I want you to think for a moment. If you can't hold a blessing too long, that means there is a force that is at work behind you. If you can hold a relationship, for too long, if you cannot hold an affection for too long, if you cannot hold a position for too long, if you cannot hold a job for too long, if you cannot hold an employment for too long, if you cannot hold a thought for too long, if you cannot, cannot mull over the Word of God, if you cannot meditate on the Word of God without being distracted by this and that and everything else that comes your way. If you cannot finish just reading a chapter in the Bible without being distracted, I want to tell you this morning there is an enemy that is actively engaging you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. When God gives you a blessing, He wants you to hold that blessing. Praise God! Precious are the blessings that flows from His throne into our zone, into our hearts, into our families, into our homes, into our churches, into our community, into our nation. They are precious blessings, and we are to pray, Lord, grant grace that we may hold on. To the blessing that the lord has given nay embrace the blessing that the lord has given hallelujah. Hallelujah. hallelujah praise god the blessings are not given to be wasted away the blessings are not given to be squandered away Praise God. The prodigal son took his blessing so lightly that he squandered it away. No giftings of God are meant to be squandered away. No skills, no talents, no callings are given to be squandered away. Hallelujah. Praise God. Lord grant us grace to hold Hold that blessing that comes our way. Praise God. We don't want to drop that blessing. We don't want that blessing to slip through our fingers uh, like sand would slip through our fingers. Like water would slip through our fingers. Uh, like all that slipped through our fingers. We want to hold on to the blessings that the Lord has given. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm. Praise God. Hallelujah. Turn to your neighbor. Turn to your, tell your neighbor. Hold on to that blessing that the Lord has given. Hold on to the lot that the Lord has given. Hold on to that inheritance that the Lord has given. Hold on to that talent that the Lord has given. Hold on to that calling that the Lord has given. Uh, Hold on to that giftings that the Lord has given. Uh, Praise God. Hold on to it. Uh, Hold on to it. Hold on to it affectionately. Hold on to it with all your strength. uh, For it has come from the Lord. Amen. Praise God. One more blessing and I'll conclude. Brother Finney. These are times when we regret that we settle for half an hour for the message. Praise the Lord. Uh Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. What is our inheritance? What the Lord is our inheritance? Children are our inheritance. Spiritual blessings will come to that. I'll just touch one before we conclude and then we'll pick it up, God willing. Praise God. Worship is our inheritance. (laughs) Worship is our what? Is our inheritance. Praise God. Hallelujah. Worship is our inheritance. You know when the children of God was delivered out of Egypt. Do you know the mandate that was given to pharaohs? Let my people go. Not that they will have party in the wilderness. Let my people go so that they may worship me. Folks, the greatest inheritance that we have is worshiping, the privilege of worshiping, giving thanks to the Lord. You and I don't worship because we are coerced. We don't want to worship because somebody is employing tricks and tactics. To worship, but worship ought to flow from the heart of love that we have for Jesus. It's a love relationship. I am not threatened, but the love that engulfs my soul prompts me to worship Him. (laughs) Praise God. Worship is my inheritance. Hallelujah. So the people who have been set free. They have been called to worship and they ought to worship. Folks, this is not only about the Old Testament children of God. We who are the New Testament children of God, our greatest vocation is to worship Him. We've been called to worship Him. God is His Spirit. They that worship Him should worship Him in spirit and in truth. And there is a Father from heaven who seeks true worshipers. He's looking for true worshippers. is looking to see whether you're appropriated, your inheritance, your allotment, your lot of worshipping him in a such a way that pleases him. Hallelujah. You ask Paul and Silas. Paul and Silas had that insight. That's why even in adverse condition, they worship God. You ask Paul and Silas, uh, Paul and Silas will tell you it seems uh, that the scepter of the wicked is upon them. It has left marks on their back. Uh, they have marks on their back. Uh, they are broken, uh, bruised, uh, and bleeding uh, and in chains. Uh, but they knew that nobody can take uh, the inheritance. Of worshipping God you can bind a person physically but you cannot bind what he can give a person who is dumb a person who is mute a person who is blind a person who's handicapped who can stop him from giving worship to God hallelujah. Praise God. If a handicapped can worship, we who have received strength and grace and boldness and courage, we want to give Him our very best because God deserves the best. There's no one like Paul and Silas in this house. Praise God. Paul and Silas were bound, but they realized that their inheritance worship, nobody could stop them so they started worshiping. I want to tell you, no matter how many how much pressure you are facing it might seem uh, as if the pressure will break everything apart. Uh, It might seem uh, as if the bottom will fall apart. Uh, It might seem uh, that you might come down crash landing. Uh, I want to tell you start worshiping God. The very thing that seems to bind you will be broken and shattered to remind you that power belongs to god worship releases the power of god bringing forth deliverance in our life hallelujah praise god hallelujah praise god hallelujah (laughs) worship praise god (laughs) there was a pastor who was very proud of the choir, just like. God He loved the choir because he felt that it was when they sang, it was as if heaven would come down. Unfortunately, they had planned a big musical event, and just a few days before the big musical event, the pastor was called home. Called home where? Huh? Yeah, not to India. Praise God. It was called to his eternal abode. So he goes up and he stands before Jesus and says, Lord, you know how I love my choir. They're the best. They're the best. And this pastor started bragging about the choir to the Lord Jesus. And says, Lord, you can do all things. Why don't you just send me down for three more days? Let me go down there and enjoy the conference. And then you call me. I'll be back home. The Lord Jesus said, no way. You ain't going. And then the pastor insisted. Finally, the Lord is very compassionate. He said, okay, all right. This is what we're going to do to you, okay? You will be given a very special privilege. You will be given a view into your church. And you can actually observe and hear them sing on this great event. Oh, the pastor was happy. Praise God. started dancing up and down and sideways. Every move that he has never, ever made on his pulpit, he started making those moves up in heaven. The day came. And the pastor started glaring, staring into that sanctuary. The event started. But the pastor could not hear the entire choir. He could only hear three people. Two female voices and one male voice. That's it. So he looked up to the angels around and said, wait a minute, what's going on? I thought heaven had the state of the art equipment. This looks like our church has better equipment than heaven do. How come I don't hear it? Why don't you just... Just fix the frequency. The angel said, listen, we cannot fix the frequency here. It's just that this is how it comes up here. He says, what do you mean? As it comes to, uh, comes up, does it get muffled in the atmosphere? No, 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 no. You see, it's not the way that you guys hear on earth. On earth, you hear every singer that is singing. Up in heaven, we only hear those who worship the Lord in truth and in spirit and those who live according to the word of God. It's the only those that we hear. Man, the pastor was shocked. What do you mean? Holy three? He said, how about my wife? My family, the entire family is in the choir. Angel you can't pull that up. God. Only what is the worship in truth and in spirit and the life that is lived well from Sunday to Sunday, their voice comes up. up. Folks, it is mine and your inheritance to worship him. But this morning, Let me ask you, as we are concluding, are you without a shadow of doubt can say, today my voice reached heaven. It shook heaven. Praise God. My song reached up to heaven. It shook heaven. My prayer reached up to heaven. It shook heaven. My music reached up to heaven. It shook heaven. My preaching reached up to heaven. It shook heaven. Praise God. Hallelujah. There is a force that is actively working to put the scepter of the wicked upon your inheritance. But would you stand on the promise this morning by saying the scepter of the wicked shall not rest on the inheritance of the righteous? praise God shall we rise up before the Lord Praise God the message is not done. we will we will continue the following week but we want to pray as we are ready to pray I want you to call out Amen. your inheritance, they want avagashangal in the Abagashangal. They want Malgik in the Abagashangal. in the Grohangal. At in Pagal Kalan, they want Nindu at the Addis Tanakal. Nindagon Yetubara, 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 Gustan that Changor, Vidimababagashatanbe, Irikigaila. hora bas sandalara bau saidana rikhana sikhori andalara bau sa resheske nothori asande rival samdal jagat agasya ra rushaske nothori asanda dival Kamana saider Udambalaga undamala ga saidar ga dinal saider I will not turn on you. I not Praise God. at the They Hallelujah. 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 Up will not turn on you. Praise God. Kartagan avagasha. Makkalagan Navagash, Tanamaragan avagasha. Shari liga Atmiga avagasha Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Do Robalaba Sundaloriga, the Lagashay, the Naga, do raga Sioriga, the Labo Sundaloriga, the Eagle Sundalogica, raga. Casio Regada, Nave of Nalkinan, the Grandre, Ada Katu Suchikiwa, Palavatam, Palavatam. Nimil Pagarna na ane Brahman, walawatta madu chor nu boil le. Nimil pagar na dewi kalam prati chatu, karta we ninalgi ane Brahman, adu chor nu Krubagal gadu anam. Krubahgal chor nu Deva gadu anam, krubahgal chor nu bo gadu chor nu Dei was samadhanam chorna bhagatavanam. Pratyasha charna bhagatavanam. Katabe ni Pagarna Nandbagale. A the kat the such you want. kanabe. This morning the Holy Spirit is prompting me to pray for those who cannot hold a blessing. Cannot hold a thought. Cannot hold a relationship. Cannot hold an affection. Cannot hold the goodness that God has given you. Cannot hold an employment. Cannot hold a vocation. Cannot hold a position. The enemy comes and you are forfeited of what God has given you. This morning, together as a church, we are going to pray against it. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come against every device of the enemy that would not allow the people of God to hold and maintain what comes from you. In Jesus' name, we speak victory over it. Lord, your word says, you maintain our lot you make our heritage our inheritance secure lord we yield ourselves to you we yield ourselves to you we pray that your grace may abound upon your people we ask for your blessings to rest upon your people my father lord touch revive and rejuvenate your people instill within them a fire that will never die out a fire of passion for god A fire of passion for worship. A fire of passion to love Jesus. Give us grace, Father. As we depart, may your presence go with us. Surround us with your love and your affection and your care. Preserve us and protect us. Let none falter and fall. Help us to go from victory to victory. From power to power from grace to grace, from glory to glory, till every one of us reach our destiny. Keep us sound in the center of God's world. May we continue to thrive and prosper before you as we love you, Father. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. May the grace of the Lord Jesus, the love of the Father, and the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit be with us for now and forevermore. And God's people said, Amen. God bless you all.